stay there. You know what? I believe that every single person on this planet can make a difference. And I believe that we all have something to offer, something that's so unique that it will change somebody else's life. I believe we all deserve to step into our true selves. And I believe that every single person needs to feel great about themselves. I want you to step into who you truly are and I want you to make a difference for somebody else and for yourself. And I don't think it's that hard. It's a matter of putting one step in front of the other and just taking action. And I'm interviewing guests that have done just that. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where you can make that decision to make your life count. It all starts with you saying yes. Howdy and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. As always, chatting with another amazing human about um, pushing through challenges and getting to where they are by getting off the bench. And sometimes to get to where you are or to continue on your journey takes a lot of guts and a lot of pain. And and I'm a true, true believer that if we want to grow, there has to be some growing pains to get there. And today I'm speaking with Bessie Kay, who's a TV presenter, producer, marketing director, um, has been in Australian musical theatre, trained in film and TV in Los Angeles, and four years ago had, I guess, reached a point where she had to make significant changes and improvements to her emotional health and her sense of identity. Of all those years being in that industry, um, I guess, believing that she had to be something that wasn't true to herself and how she overcame that and what she's doing now to, I guess, to show up authentically and to really stand in her value pillars. And I think you're really going to, I know you're really going to love this. If you're sort of feeling like you're showing up as somebody else or you've got a mask on or that you, you're not good enough just being yourself, um, this is a, a fantastic episode to listen to. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome, Bessie Kay. Thanks for having me, Kez. I'm so happy to see your beautiful face. <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah, it's been too long. I reckon, I don't know, we've been saying this for ages and we haven't done it. And it's, um, yeah, and we still have to have a dinner too, by the way. That's still on the cards. Yes, please. And we've actually better do it quickly because I'm moving back to Melbourne. Are you? Yes. Oh, when are you heading off? I know, plot twist. We're, we're heading back in a couple of weeks' time, so this was perfect timing to see wow. you. But I would like to give you a squeeze before before I head back for a bit. <laughs> ah. Oh, all right. I'm going to have to so I'm going to, right, we'll organise that after this podcast because not everybody listening needs to know uh, where we're going to meet for lunch yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> or dinner. But it's fantastic to have you on because, um, you know, you come and spoke at the Girls With Hammers conference and, you know, shared a bit of your story and, um, well, one, one, you shared about being true to yourself and I think that's something that a lot of us don't get to that point. Do you, yeah. Uh, um, and there's a lot of, as I've said often, there's a lot of um, pain and fear that we have to move through to actually start to realise who we truly are and be true to that. Yes, but also you talked about or, you know, also what's part of you is being the, like the spectacular, you know, the TV presenter, producer, um, marketing director, you've been in Australian theatre, you know, like all of these things are to a lot of people um, in that 
who were keen on that. It's quite aspirational, you know, to be be doing that. So there's a kind of a if you're in that media world, you can tend to be quite egotistical and quite, you know, uh, fake and all that. Because I'm not saying everyone is, but it, it, it draws you to that. And then yeah. to actually say, I want to find out who I am is is amazing. But let, let's go back. Let's just do your 20 years of um, media and entertainment industry and, like, all, all of those great things that I said because our people are going to be, wow, that's exciting. And, you know, I've always thought to do that, blah, blah, blah. And no. plus other people who just think I couldn't think of anything worse. How can you yeah. put yourself in front? That's what I get told all the time. How can you do that and stuff? But yeah. how did you get into it? Like what what was the journey to get well, to get Yeah, I've always been um, a creative person. I guess that's just part of what, you know, the, the likes and dislikes that I have. So um, I always had a very keen interest in music. Um, from a baby like that's the type of thing that was just innate within me and because I loved music I was very natural to be able to get up and dance and we've got some you know Greek culture in our family so dancing and expressing ourselves in a loud type of way like that was just a normal in my life so um, the gravitation kind of the pull was always there to have a like in in I don't want to say in, in like in a dramatic kind of scene but you know, I, I felt comfortable singing, I felt comfortable dancing, I felt comfortable listening to music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had a mum who's super encouraging and she still is today. So I guess that's probably why I went into that industry. Mum was like, oh, you're good at this. So, you know, you know, we'll pay for the dance lessons and, you know, go to Melbourne every second weekend because I grew up mm-hmm. here in Gippsland um, and, you know, kind of get into that field. And then I adapted something um, within my belief system, I guess, that in a way got me to be good at what I was doing within that industry. But I, I realised um, as I kind of continued on and probably where these transitions happened in my life that it probably wasn't a healthy belief system. But because I was good at dancing and because I enjoyed doing it and I felt free there and I felt like it was a place where I knew who I was, I really tunnel visioned and made sure that I was excelling in that industry. Yeah. So I got scholarships and I was able to, you know, go to a performance academy and do that kind of thing. And that's that all seems like tick, tick, well done, well done, well done, well done. And in my brain I was thinking, oh, good, well done, Bessie, well done. Um, and, you know, I ended up doing musical theatre. I, you know, I was in the music uh, Australian musical theatre scene. I, I did We Were Rocky for a couple of years. I worked with MTC for a little bit, um, went and did a, a whole heap of beautiful work within the dance scene, um, into singing as well. Eventually I flipped over into doing a little bit of TV work. That ambition and that drive kept me going to want to really pursue new things and, and learn new skills. So I was flying to LA. I was learning how to speak on camera. I always had this, like, now I can see it as a strive. <laughs> but at the time I was like, well, this is just what I've got to do to stay afloat. You know, I just got to keep on going. I just got to keep on getting there and keep on doing what I've got to get to all from a beautiful desire. I love being creative. (laughs) I love being able to work in creative teams. I love other creative people as well. I love sharing ideas and brainstorming. I love seeing something go from seed form and then making it actually happen in the real world. Like that makes my brain buzz. It's awesome. And talent. I get it. You get me. (laughs) (laughs) So it's all coming from an innocent place. I, I really enjoy celebrating other people's talents. And I love, you know, being able to use talents of my own. And so 
for 20 years, I was able to keep going in an industry that's quite barren in Australia from the dancing industry, um, performance kind of flipped over into just general performance and then into TV first on camera. And then eventually I was like, well, I'm on camera, but I also want to produce other things. So <laughs> why don't I just, you know, learn the ropes of actually selling media and understanding how things get on TV. So I was able to flip into that space as well and create, you know, some wonderful TV. But the problem was for me, and I know that you didn't ask me this question, but the, the problem with that drive and that ambition for me is I had for so long been in this tunnel vision, in this drive, in this desire to want to do, 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 that I actually didn't know who I was. Yep. I'd done the classic human doing. Yep. Seemed wonderful on the outside. Seemed, you know, like you were saying, wow, that, that's aspirational for some people. Other people that are smarter were probably like, oh, I never want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Internally, without that internal value system yep. being worked on as much as my professional value system was worked on, um, it got me to a really dangerous point actually, Kez, and, and something that now I don't take that season for granted. I'm grateful for that season of understanding um, and teaching and it's got me in a different place now. Yeah. I think that's a common story, isn't it, for people who are, I guess, uh, I'm, this is not the right word, but I'm just going to throw it out there, yeah. kind of revered by others, do you know, like um, uh, high-profile anything, yeah. you know, high-profile um, actors or, you know, TV personalities or uh, stage, you know, musicians, uh, celebrities, footballers, you know, all of that kind of stuff, it's, yeah. You start to become, people almost revere you or admire you to a point where they start to create your identity, do, do you know, and then you, you sort of start to believe that, yeah, this is who I am and everything yeah. else. And there's been so many stories of people finishing a career and then crashing and going, well, now I'm out of that space and now I'm out of that identity. Now I yeah. actually don't know who I am. Yeah, and it's it's actually really sad, but uh, you know, I'm gonna, I, I am gonna get to your your discovery of I need to change soon. <laughs> um, but it's at the same time, I think that yeah, yes, you're saying it'd be great to have an internal value system while I'm growing that, you know, and doing the work on the on them at the same time. I think there's very few people who can actually do that, you know, because. Yeah. You don't have time to go. Oh, I'm enjoying this wonderful career now. Let me have some time out. Do you, you know, like we we yes. we sort of start to get get on this um escalator up. Do you, you know, and and you, you kind of don't ever push the stop button and go. Hang on. Yeah, <laughs> I know you people are expecting me, but um, you yeah, know. You're, you're nailing it, um, Kez, and I know you get it wholeheartedly. So, but but you really nailed it when you said that um, there's no time, but but it's more than that as well. When you're thinking of a performer and, and someone that's in an industry, again, that's not, it's not, in Australia, our performance industry, our media industry, it's really in its infant stages compared to the rest of the world still, even today, even the internet industry. I, I actually see uh, Instagram and social media and, and speakers, public speaking, I put that in the performance bracket. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the same challenges that we all face. You know, it's that same thing. I'm putting myself out there and I'm being creative. And I'm, you know, I'm putting on a, a persona or a role or whatever, or I'm, you know, being authentically myself. And it comes with the same kickback and it comes with the same blocks and challenges, insecurities, um, facing rejection, all that kind of stuff. 
But the problem is we spend, because it's a barren industry, we spend a lot of our time and money, Mm. any resource that we've got, any little bit of steam that we've got, really trying to build ourselves within that industry, you know. So some jobs are are well-paying, other jobs are not. Yeah. You know, um, most of the time, even if you do work in a contract, a lot of the time you're freelancing, so you're working with a whole heap of different groups and you don't have capacity to show a vulnerable side. You don't have capacity to say, hang on a second, I'm having a mental breakdown. The show's got to go on. The job has got to go on. Life has got to go on. You spend so much time, money and resource and, and everything you've got in creating this professional tower because you also need to. Like you do that job and then someone it gets someone's attention so it gives you the next job, it gets someone's attention and it gives you the next job. And, and that personal tower was very underdeveloped for me. And, and it often is for people within the entertainment industry or the media industry. And then we get to that point where we can very quickly tip and fall over. Yeah. You know, that real big strive. I've invested in Pilates. I've invested in gym. I've invested in needing to um, have a website. And, and you know, in, I've invested in a job that is going to give this persona whatever it is. And there's where's the time to go to therapy or the money to go to therapy? Mm. Where's the time to take two months off? to have, you know, some wellness put in place or to have some time with people that love you, to have some time with, you know, you know, some unconditional time with people that really know you. It's often not there because everything's in this tower. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a Jenga block, isn't it? You know, Jenga tower, it, it's kind of um, if, if, I, if I just pull this one out, the which is taking time out, which is stopping because you're, you're, not, you're in a... Um, it's almost like while you got the momentum, you can't stop because a train's going, you know, and as soon as you yep. put a, a stone under the wheel or pull your Jenga block out, every, everything crashes. And I think something you said is very important for people to know. I know it's a, I know it's the same in America, but not quite. There's there's a lot more opportunities. But in Australia, the, it's particularly in the acting scene, you know, it's, it's or TV anyway, and musical theatre, it's, there are so few opportunities that come up yeah. that if you're not at the top of the game, you, you're going to be completely overlooked, you know, and it's uh, it, it's just a, it's a really difficult spot because if you want to be successful, and we all want to be successful, and whether we call that um, famous, whether we call it making a fortune, whether we call it owning a <laughs> house, whether we call it having a job that I turn up to, whatever, however we call it, we have to show up. You, yeah. you can't be successful without showing up in, in whatever capacity that is, even if it's I'm successful because I have a family and we all care about each other. You're still going to show up in your family. You still have to be doing that. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, I've got that you've raised your hand here. <laughs> so anybody who's, not, anybody who's not watching it on the um, on the video, Rosie goes raise a hand and because she was waving at the camera and now I can't get it off. And so... At lower, look, it says your hand is raised lower. I'm going to press the little button. And that's because I'm Greek. They really need to make Zoom more diverse. <laughs> <Really>. <laughs> they're trying to make it more friendly so they're kind of like, you know, everything you do, like, lucky I don't stand up and, and no, it's not, don't worry, wait till we start. Yeah. But it really is a sparse industry. And, you know, and, and when you say about being vulnerable, they producers or you know people who are producing or uh, directing or whatever they don't want to they want to know that whoever they book is going to see it bloody through and is not going to hold up the very high cost production whatever it is and so if you're showing any so hang on I'm just having a bit of a uh, look in the mirror you know I'm not sure about who I am they're going to say go 
outdone somebody else. No. It's not, it's and, not a very kind industry. No, it's not a kind industry. I mean, it, I think I'm excited because I think we're, we're at a tipping point now where we can actually normalise personal growth and we can understand yeah. how vital it is that no one is perfect, that yeah. we can try and strive to have this perfect life, but it's actually not attainable. And so why even do that anymore? And that excites me. It really excites me for younger performers and younger people in the industry and also to more people, even my age and older, that are going, oh, my gosh, like, this, it was it was actually a cultural thing. Like it's something we've adapted in our life to say that you have to be this way. And now what a relief to know that we can grow, we can fail, we can start again. Like that's actually normal and, and, and we can move on and learn how to rebound, yeah. learn how to accept ourselves wholeheartedly, accept others wholeheartedly for their defeats as well. Within anything that's in the public eye, whether it is performing, whether it is making TV, whether it is being on social media, speaking like yourself, being an author, you are in a spot where you can really quickly be cut down by people and people's opinions and that cancel culture is a real thing. Yeah. And so I, I really feel passionate about actually raising my voice in this space now because I, I think it's needed. I think more people need to hear and I'm hearing it and I love that I'm hearing it. It is okay to be you. It is okay to choose what you need to do in order to thrive and to be the best version of yourself. And that ripples out into this world in such a better way. It will make you a better performer. Yeah. It will make you better at producing. It will make you a better employee. It will make you a better leader because you're actually understanding who you are, who you're not, and who you don't need to try and be anymore. <laughs> and and it attracts the right tribe. Oh. You know, because we're constantly trying to, um, if we're not being ourselves, we're constantly trying to please a million people who who don't really give a shit about us. Do you know, it's kind of like, oh, can I please you? Can I please you? And they're like, oh, yeah, who are you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I liked you for three minutes, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. What's the point? Like, if, But if you can... You can be yourself and then you inspire others and, and a smaller group, you know, and they're like, oh, wow, I really like Karen, Bessie, whoever, you know, because I, uh, they're showing me that I can truly be myself and that's what I want to be. You know, I, I want to be I want to be myself. Yeah. Far out. That's how you make a better world. And like you said about that ripple effect, mm-hmm. ripple the goodness to those who are really paying attention because then they will ripple to others who are really paying attention. And yeah. I, I'm a big believer in and I, I actually don't know that I believe that I'm going to see it but because of my age, but I'm a big believer that if we keep going yeah. in the right way, we will reach a good tipping point. You know, I believe in a good tipping point for Earth and I believe that yes, same. we can do it before we completely screw the earth over and it sets fire to itself or God knows whatever the hell is going to, yeah, where 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 I'm trying to make happen, you know, because we, we're dickheads and we don't listen to anything. But, um, you know, I, I, I would, I think there's still capacity for the earth, the planet, the people, you know, to, to reach a tipping point for good. And, and I wholeheartedly don't know that I will be around to see it, but I, I'm going to work towards it. You know, I'm going to work. I'm going to do my bit. Because You're taking your real estate. Exactly. That's the thing. Like we, we all have a footprint and we all have 
space here on this earth. We're not just, you know, we don't, we're, I don't believe that we just exist in order yeah. to be in survival mode for our entire life and then get to the pearly gates and, you know, like there has to be a point to it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and even if there isn't, like ultimately even if there isn't, I think I feel so much more comfortable in my spirit to know that I'm going to use this time for something that's going to help other people as well, like, you know, and, and enjoy it. I, and I agree. It. <laughs> I agree. And and who cares? You know, I, I believe in the afterlife. I believe in coming back, you know. I, I don't know. And but, but at the end of the day, none of us freaking know. And it, maybe it just makes me feel better to believe it. I don't, I don't know. But, but you're right in that regardless of regardless of whether we're coming back or whether we're gonna you know be up there hooking and spooking people that gave us the shits or whether we're whether or whatever or whether we're not whether we're just bloody um skin and bones and you know and we 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 rot away in the earth or whatever the hell it is who cares like while we exist in this space it's it's you got to go to sleep at night and you might as well go to sleep at night with a full heart. You might as well go to sleep at night and go, well, that brought me joy because yeah. whether whatever it was, I brought someone else joy or because I did something that was positive or because I enjoyed that moment and didn't need to harm anybody to to have a bit of fun, to, you know, yeah. or, to, or to be happy. And I think regardless of where we end up afterwards, you, you know, do the bloody right thing now. I still yeah. do the right thing anyway with the hope that I'm right about the Berenka. Actually, you know what I hope? I hope that I, I hope that it is true. And <laughs> I want to learn as many lessons in this life so I don't have to come back for another one. <laughs> this is the thing. I think that we're scared to learn the lessons, kids. Yeah, I agree. We I do. Agree. I think that we get to a point in this perfectionistic society that is unattainable once again where we are scared to learn the lessons and then we're, we're we feel um, defeated when we fail or when we, you know, come into conflict or when, you know, we, we see an insecurity. Like I, we, I love so much of what I've learned over the last few years and then I can get to a spot where I used to run from an insecurity and bury it and think don't let anyone see that insecurity and now I see an insecurity and I see it as an opportunity to realise, oh, my gosh, I've got security in the wrong thing right now. Yeah. I'm looking at something and thinking that that's going to make me secure and it won't. Yeah. What a great opportunity I just had to see that and learn it and then try again better the next time, you know, or, or conflict. Hey, you know, there's a conflict here. I used to run from it. Again, that underdeveloped um, personal maturity, I guess, or, or character, call it whatever you want to, awareness, personal awareness. I would run from conflict because it hurt me because it would trigger some trauma in my childhood that I never really understood or had dealt with or had processed. Yeah. And so, um, you know, seeing that conflict today, I go, okay, this is going to be an opportunity to learn, to communicate, to speak love, to, to, to forgive, yeah. you know, to be able to move forward and, and see without breaking that person down and making that person also want to withdraw and run for the hills. Like everything we do, we get through to learn. But the more that we go through life and its challenges and put a bar up, put a fence up, offence and defence, we start existing. And, I, and I'm putting my hands really close to my face right now and kind of peeping through for people that can't see this. But we start existing out of this tiny little spot that we feel comfortable in. But that doesn't do anything in this world, not for you and not for the people around you. We need to break those fence palings down. 
Yeah. We need to take away that offence and learn how to go, okay, I'm offended right now. What am I going to do about it? Yeah. Rather than go, I'm offended and I'm not going to hate you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't help. <laughs> people do, but that's what people do. And, and you're talking about, you know, the, 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 there's when you're, when you're doing this, but there's growing pains, you know. So if you oh. want to grow in anything, it bloody hurts, you yeah. know. And, and and people, I I've, I know so many people who are scared of pain, and yeah. and I love it. And it, no, I don't love it. Don't get me wrong. You know, if it'd be great if we didn't have to do it, but I, yeah. I just think it's. How can I say? If there was a weight, a, a measurement, or a you know a, a, of how much pain compared to how much gain afterwards, the gain is always so much greater because you're yeah. only trying to break through this one thing. But once you do and it really bloody hurts, the gain impacts so many other areas. And it's, yeah. it, if only we could see that and just I always call it the blackberry patch. You know, you're going to get dinged up, you're going to get scratched, you're going to get prickles and, it's, and you're going to be cursing and swearing. I hate this blackberry patch. Yes. But, but then on the other side, it. yeah, it's a beautiful field, you know, butterflies. Yeah. This is the way I describe it. And but it's but that's it. It's and it's it's really lovely. And this this blind, you know, thing you're saying with your hands, it's like peeking through the blinds, isn't it? Peeking through the fence, you know. And I make myself actually, small. Yes, and never. I'm sorry to cut you off. Never actually getting on the other end of yeah. whatever that adversity is. Yeah. What, what personal insecurity, a fear, a rejection, uh, um, a conflict with somebody. We can so easily get up to it, face it, and run in the opposite direction yeah. away from but that never grows us and, in fact, it actually takes away from us and the other person or and the situation that you're in and the ripple effect that it leaves. I, when you say the blackberry bush, I, I kind of see it in my mind as like a cave and it's like, there's like gold in there. It's like the treasures in the darkness. Yeah. You know, yes. there. You find them in the darkness and, and that's how you, you get that gold. It comes through wisdom through life experience and my also why I, I have the fuel to be able to get through them because you don't feel like getting through it when you're facing it. You yeah. actually, especially in the beginning of the journey, you start to flex the muscle and get a bit better with it. But in the beginning of the journey, I was like, this hurts. It is painful. It's prickly, like your prickly bush. But I see my two daughters who look at everything I do and don't listen to anything I say. <laughs> are only going to know the wisdom that I walk yeah. and I can't. I, the integrity within me at this point in my life at, you know, hitting 40, I'm 40 next year, I, I just I can't sit with it and go, yeah, I want to I talk to you about how the best way to live your life is Indiana, but I can't show you. I don't want that. I want her to see, and she does now, you know, she's nearly 10 years old and she observes every little thing I go through. She listens to my counselling sessions. She loves hearing podcasts with me, often hearing your hair, your voice, yeah. you know, <laughs> in my house. And this is the thing, like it, that, it's great for her to do that. We didn't have these when we were young. And yeah. I love that the kids are exposed to it now so that they can be little 10-year-old dynamites <laughs> disarming things in their schools and disarming things in the world and having that resilience. I love your book, Magnificent Kids. Like that's what it's about, personal resilience. Yeah. I thought resilience was 20 years in the industry. 
I thought resilience was, oh, yeah, I'm a pretty resilient person because I got screwed over over here. I didn't get paid for that job over here. I got burnt over here. I hurt somebody over here. I did that over here. And I'm still standing at the end of it. That wasn't resilience. Resilience was going back and being like, oh, okay, I'm accountable. Yeah, I'm accountable for that. And I'm accountable for me. And personal resilience is actually also knowing I've got to let myself off the hook here because because that's not going to help me to get through onto the other end, get into that treasure point or get into that beautiful butterfly field. That's what resilience is, being strengthened to overcome, being equipped yep. to overcome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's so much in that. There, I, I, there, I want to go. I love all that. I want to go back just a little bit. You said about um, when you're going through the darkness and you get up to the point and then you sort of pull back and you or, or you attack the other person. To, yeah. you, you know, and this is what we, this is sometimes what we do and think that if we get, I'm going to get better, I'm going to go through this pain. I need to confront you, you know, and I need yeah. to confront you in a way that I'm going to win or blah blah blah. And 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 I think we can if we there's there's been around for bloody eons you know that instead of saying you made me feel it's just say I feel yes when we can have that deeper conversation and say do you know what this just happened because you said you said before you know something happens and then we go oh that thing and you you know we run from it but uh, you know I love to challenge that thing and say to the person oh my god you know what you just said just triggered and then take ownership what you just said just triggered something for me and I've just realized that I don't I I react in a certain way when I hear blah 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 and you've just given me the opportunity now to actually actually question myself about that and challenge myself about that so Thank you. Thank you for doing that because maybe you're the straw that broke the camel's back, what you just said, because maybe I've been ignoring it all this time and now you've just said it and it's woken me up. It's And, and if if we could say that to people, do, you know. It, yeah. I, it's I, pride. You, you, it's humility. It's it's actually being able to go, I'm going to lower my pride right now. I'm not just going to come back in, in defence, my beast mode, because yeah. that's going to help. Or I, I, what I'm actually going to do is go, hang on a second, I'm going to come at you with we're on the same playing field. I understand and admit my broken up. Half of this journey for the last four years of me has been like being accepting some brokenness and realizing that's humanness. Yeah. Billy Joel sang a song about it. You're only human. <laughs> yeah. And we are. And that's a great thing because we've got those, you know, vulnerabilities in there. But when, when you realize that you're only human, you also realize that they're only human. Yeah, and some days I try my very best, and and on this journey, it's such a commitment to me. I'm really committed to trying to be the best version of myself for myself and for my children. Try and show up every day with you know a, a clean heart, and some days better than others. And I you know try and bring joy into my life, and try and find that even in challenging situations because they're still there. No one has this perfect blissful life, but you know in in that space to be able to go, I can see that you're just having a bad day. Yeah. I've had a bad day too. <laughs> I know, and it's something you said fantastically there is that I try to show up, and yeah. and while while you're saying all these perfect things, you know, in a in a, in a lovely world, this is how we behave, and I'm saying all these perfect things in a lovely world, this is how we yeah. behave. The reality of it is, yes, 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 behave like that as much as you can, but yeah. the reality is. We're not always going to show up as as wonderfully considerate people who say, "Oh, 
oh, do you know what? That just made me think about something I've done. Sometimes we are going to show up as absolute assholes. Do you know, yeah. some days we've just had enough for the day and we're going to be total pricks. And so, like think, <laughs> yeah, and so I think that when, when you know, but that shouldn't that shouldn't stop us from being good when we can. And when we are, when we do show up like that, just forgive ourselves, just yeah. like or apologize. You know, look, sorry, yeah. I've had a bad day, and I probably shouldn't have said that. Then yeah. forgive ourselves and just say, "Well, I didn't master it today. That's freaking okay because I'm only human. You know, tomorrow I'm going to have another crack and see what I can do." And I think when we're not perfect, we we really really smash ourselves about. Do you know? Damn it. I'm on this journey. I, I try to be the best I can and now I've failed. And if yeah. we just stop doing that, you know, and just yeah. go, well, you know what? Today I tried. Today yeah. I tried. And- it's, it, where does that perfectionism come from? Like I love learning about this kind of stuff and the psychology behind it. Well, the perfectionism for me comes from that, that need to do things right and the need for people to treat me right all the time came from a desire that I had and a wrong belief that I had of thinking that if I did good, I was good. Yep. But that's not reality as well. Like I'm good whether I do well or whether I don't accomplish much. (laughs) I still need to know that I'm good. And saying like with with that, so it all comes, our value system, I believe, really does affect so much of what we face in the real world and our perspective on it. I agree. I agree. And also just come back to then when you said um, I did I did well and I tried to do well and all that sort of stuff. Even if we're not good, even if we do something and many crap that projects. we wish we didn't bloody do, we're still good. Yeah. Do you know that we're still good enough and, and we're 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 okay. Oh go back. I wanna go, I wanna because we did promise the listeners we would do this. Um four years ago, yes, you um I think you you were challenging with your, your you know who's who's my identity and yeah. uh, and and an impact on your mental uh, and your emotional health you know and you said enough's enough so what tell us about that I don't know if it was one moment or a series of moments or a you know yeah, it was lots what of happened yeah yeah I think um, again like knowing the foundation of it so I'd really developed a, an understanding that I was accepted if I did well so again I was always just striving and try, obviously ha- I've always had a desire to be a good person. Um, you know, sometimes, again, better than others. But I just didn't understand that if there was anything painful that was going on in me, I had to really take accountability of where it came from and why it was there. Mm. And a lot of my brokenness came from the fact that when I was young, I didn't feel accepted. Yeah. You know, I came from, I, I grew up in a very small country town. I know that I've, I've um, said this story to you before, but within that small country town from a very young girl, we were really outcast in that town, unfortunately, just because of the era that it was. Um, We were a Greek family in a very Anglo area. We had a very bright coloured petrol station that was not a normal home. We lived within that petrol station. And so often, if not weekly, we would have people throw things at our shop and say, it's the wog shop, it's the wog shop. And hearing that as a six-year-old, as a seven-year-old, I developed independently in a very immature mindset because I'm only a baby. Mm developed an understanding and a belief that I wasn't enough I wasn't good enough I did that immaturely yeah our family never spoke about it because my parents were being resilient (laughs) you know just get through it we're not gonna they were still kind to people they were still lovely to people they never actually you know lashed out like that but that type of bullying in a way to them the way that they could handle it was just to not really speak about it 
Whereas I was really creating my worth at that point and I had actually thought, okay, well, I'm not as good as the people I'm supposed to be making community with. All I wanted was community and that unconditional love that we all have as kids. I had that from my family, but I wanted it externally of my family. And I didn't have it because I was different. Mm. And I was always being told I'm different. So there started the need to try and be good at something in order to have validation. Yep. And there also started the need to want to change myself because I'm not right. So I must try and be like that person on the bus or that person in the schoolyard, or that person in the crew. Mm. My identity was fractured from very young and not corrected. So I just kept on being that duck, cool Mm. and collected on the surface. I'm very, very much paddling under here just to survive. I often feel like, even today and in the past, that I worked 20 times harder in order to do something that a normal person would do. And I remember as a very young kid thinking, why is this so hard? Yeah. Why is it so hard? I would go to school and be so disappointed because all I wanted to learn was how to be me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, when are they going to teach me this? I don't get it. I don't know how to feel comfortable in my own skin. But no one would have known because I was a performer. Yeah. So I was so comfortable performing and being confident in front of people and speaking and singing, even that as a young child because the opportunity would come up to do a dance or a performance or whatever it was, I put my hand up because that was my happy place. That's where I did feel like I had validation and a bit of comfort. But doing that, I'd get the comments again, oh, you, you think you're so good. You you love yourself. You, oh, my gosh, you know, you must do, you're tooting your own horn. And so what does that do? I can't be like that i got to make sure that I'm not, you know, I'm dismissing myself because that's how I'm going to be accepted. So I would compromise. Compromise, the actual meaning of compromise, meaning doing something slightly out of what you know to be true. And I just developed that mentality and kept on going and kept on growing, kept on ricocheting off any experience that I went through without wanting to actually go through it. That bush, you know, coming up to that wall and then just going, oh, run in that direction. So I was a little bit ping-pongy, to be honest. Yeah. Go from this job to that, and eventually, about four years ago, um, after having, you know, it was just about basically the, the straw that broke the camel's back. And now looking at it, I can see that it doesn't like you're always going to go through life, and some people are going to treat you well, and some people are going to not treat you well. But it's not their responsibility; it's yours and how you take it on and what you do from there. And I just didn't know how to rebound, Kez. So I face planted. <laughs> and you know, I say that with a smile and a giggle now, but at that point in my life four years ago, I didn't have hope. I didn't have um I, I didn't have a desire, I didn't have a knowing. I really just didn't have a knowing to know how to feel any different from this low, low point that I had felt. And being in a public industry, it was public, it was a mm. A failure to me. Um, I wasn't resilient enough to know that failure is growth. I didn't know how to handle conflict. I didn't know how to handle any kind of um, attack in any kind of way. I didn't know how to handle myself and not attack back as well. There's accountability. Mm. So it was just a messy situation that was the last thing that I could handle. And and I fell over and, and it hurt really, it, it hurt a lot. It's actually why we moved to Gippsland in a way. I came down here. Um, I didn't really realise it at the time, but I came down here and we moved our life from Melbourne to 
regional Victoria so that we could be around people that would unconditionally like love me uh, my family's down here I I needed to in the back of my head I was thinking I'm going to abort mission and I'm never going to be in the performing industry again or the media industry again and I'm going to start a little flower shop and become a recluse <laughs> <laughs> sounds all right <laughs> that's what I was like yep yeah, that's my plan <laughs> um but actually what, what ended up happening is I created some space and then that space allowed me to heal and to learn and to grow and to have perspective that I'm sitting here really upset and, and broken, but where's it coming from and what can I do about it and how is it affecting my children and am I actually okay because your mind tells you you're not. Yeah. And, and learning, okay, that's okay because you can have feelings but they're not facts and understanding what the brain does and understanding what emotional health really is and understanding that facades mean nothing and inner being means everything, human being, not human doing. Yeah. Um, having faith, having unconditional love, finding community. You said that before, your tribe, finding those people giving back and helping others and how much that did for me was wonders and it was just a learning season that I continue to do today but I do it every single day. Yeah. It's my priority. Wow. And so how do you, so you're still in the industry. Now I'll talk, you're currently doing a show with Wild Food. I want to talk about that soon. So you're still in the industry, right? So yeah. if you compare if you compare where how you how you sit in the industry now compared yep. to how you sat in there say five years ago, what's the difference? What's the difference in your feeling or in the way you're showing up or the way you're making decisions and all of that stuff? So much of a difference, and it's such a good question, Kes, because for starters, I have pillars that I didn't have before, and that's why I could easily compromise on what I knew to be right. Um, and, and today, you know, I love being creative and I'm not apologetic for being creative anymore. Like I remember I used to really feel like I needed to be a certain way. So if I was ever doing a home show or a corporate kind of setting, I'd straighten my hair and I'd, you know, do, you know, I'd be that for this role and be this for this role and be that for that role. And then understanding that fractured identity and the science behind it and, and just the, you know, the, the need to find wholeness and, and try and seek it. Um it changed the way that I decided to do things. So I didn't do things for the sake of needing to be validated anymore or mm. a desire to be chosen anymore. Some things um, aren't for me and, and I'm okay with not doing them. Other things are for me but might not be what it looks like in this perfect world. So I'm learning now to just not be put in a box. Yeah. To understand that I am me and the work that I do is not part of my identity. It's just what I like to do. Yeah. You know, I think about other jobs and there's beautiful people that go to work every day and they're nurses and they save people's lives or brain surgeons and they save people's lives, but they come home and they're themselves. They don't have to put, oh, I saved 25 lives today and this is me on Instagram doing so. Ta-da! <laughs> that's, that's, there's, there's got to be an unhealthy balance when your work is you. Yeah. Who am I separate to my work? And, and if that job goes tomorrow, am I going to be okay? And the difference now compared to five years ago is yes. In yeah. fact, I have more things in my life that I value. I love doing my job. I'm better at doing my job because I put these value systems in my life. Yeah. I have creativity. 
and I have integrity and they go side by side. And if at every point that comes out of balance, I have to check myself and go, all right, this might not be the job that I'm supposed to be doing. This might be taking me away from the family things that I need to do right now. Yeah. Or this might be actually not having any impact in the world and it's taking all of my focus and it's taking all of my attention. Is that really what I want to be doing? Yeah. You know, I have to choose these things and choose the people that I work with and, and choose. It's such, it's such a precious time. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's a precious time and we, we have to use it wisely. Uh, well, I say that all the time, life's too short. You don't know when it's going. So for God's sake, do what do what you love. I love you. I love, well, I love all of that. I love your pillars. And I think that too often people just, chase something without understanding their true value pillars you know and and I have some too and it's if it's if that doesn't align I won't do the work do you, you know and it's and it's it, and I, it's funny because you're saying you know your work doesn't have to be my work is me but but if you know I, yeah I know the pillars and I will only do work that that matters to me does that make sense so I won't I won't go and do work that someone you know it's only last week someone asked me to do something and I just said that's not mine that's not my job did you know like um because they were trying to they're trying to tell me to I want you to convince my staff to do this I said no it's, it's not my job that's not you find someone else but yeah. it, that's when you can truly say I'm showing up as me doing what I love and mm. if that comes to an end, then I will do something else I love, but I will take me as the driver into yeah. and and when when people say about purpose, oh my purpose is to be a teacher, it's to be a photographer, it's to be a musician, it's to be whatever they whatever. Yeah. I always say, no, that's the vehicle. That's yeah. the vehicle. your purpose is you as the driver mm. and, and your big umbrella purpose is, you know, I, I want to make a difference every day. Or yeah. whatever you, whatever your purpose is, you know, yeah. and then it doesn't matter which vehicle you drive to do it. As long yeah. as the driver doesn't change, do, yeah. you know, as long as when we're true to that, yeah. we, we can drive any vehicle and it and we still feel satisfied. We still feel like we've got meaning, a meaningful life. And yeah, it's you in the world. I always say this, yeah. and it, it resonates with me. It's when you are in the world, and and you're a classic example of it. And and I can resonate with it too. At this point in my life, you are your job. Like you, your job is you. But it, it doesn't matter if it's at a school or it doesn't matter if it's on TV or it doesn't matter if it's on a podcast or it doesn't yeah. matter in those different roles and those little sub-jobs yeah. that come up, the gigs that come up. Yeah. You are the same. The creativity and the identity within you in the world is the same. Yeah. And, and what you are here, you're the same to the lady that gives you coffee in the morning. Absolutely. To the person, and I know this for a fact, like I, I, I found out about you because you came into my sister's shop when she had a shop and your identity and your passion and, and the way that you vibrate impacted her and you were not at work. Yep. But you're that same person when you do speak in front of thousands of people or when you do teach a lecture at a TAFE or whatever it is that you're doing or when you do write the book because that's your identity and you know who you are. But with, as I said, and I think that's the thing that is common, and I and I see it for the kids now that are coming up in musical theatre and, and in theatre and performance and media, 
as I said, I feel like there's a little bit more support and awareness and yeah. um, that kind of explanation in there. But I don't know if this is being taught and social media is a job. And one day Instagram could go away yeah. or, you know, TikTok could go away. And have we taught our children and, and you know, our young adults and even now even us, like our community, yeah. that with or without that profile, you have value. <laughs> exactly. And, and who is that person underneath and behind that screen? Yeah. You know, are you performing? Is your life a performance? Behind the curtain, when you go to sleep, are you okay with you? Mm. When you put the phone down, are you okay with you? And if you're not, it's not a matter of, oh, well, you're a crappy person that hasn't got it yet, off you go. It's a matter of I get it. Yeah. Let me help you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let, let, you, you, can be, you can go through this journey, this messy journey. I'm going to allow you to go through it. You put boundaries in place. You don't have to like, you know, obviously we need to have boundaries to keep our hearts guarded and safe. But we, we, we're all we, growing and going through this process is so complicated, intricate, messy, <laughs> challenging. <laughs> It really, it really is. And I, I love the bit you say about putting up boundaries because, and I was talking to my sister on the weekend about this, so that every single person has got their own frequency, Do you, you know, and, and I, I can't, mine's like this and I know what it is, Do you, you know, everyone's got a rhythm, everyone's got a groove, you know, and there are some people whose groove does not um, uh, enhance yours, Do you know, it, it doesn't. It doesn't fit with yours. It jolts yours, you know. Yeah. And and my sister was saying, you know, why don't you like some people? And I said, no, no, you're reading that wrong. It's not that I don't like some people. It's that I make a very, very clear decision. They will not come into my space. They can't cross my boundaries. Do well, you, you know how damaging that can be for you? At what? You, you know how you're aware of how damaging that can be for you if it, if you know, we have the ability to be wiped out. Yeah. You know, and that's why again it's important that we understand and strengthen that that pillar in our life, like that identity pillar. It's too it's it's too valuable. Yeah. Our purpose it is. Though, our our we can get wiped out from being the right community member. We can get wiped out from being a good mum. We can get wiped out from being a good partner. We can get wiped out from doing the thing that you've been placed on this earth to do based on someone's interaction with you or, you know, someone's, uh, you know, conflict or, or whatever it is or someone's brokenness. Yeah. And and you can sense it. You, you, like you said, you can see it in the frequency. I think we all have people of peace. I think there are people in our life that are our people of peace and they're going to be peaceful no matter if we're messy or we're crappy or they're yep. crappy or whatever because there's love there, it's unconditional love. Yep. And, and your person of peace might not be that person that you were explaining before, but they must have a person of peace and they need to. 100%. 100%. The more we just go, oh, well, and just look after ourselves, and I know that you're not like this and, that, and that's why like you though that that might be an interaction with that person and we all have that person that we interact with that way from a yep. distance yeah but it's important that that person as messy as they are as broken as they are has someone that believes in them enough to show them unconditional love to show them who they can be because we can all change unconditional love meaning like love obviously comes from the greek word <laughs> i know yeah. you've heard this before but um it comes from the word agapi and agapi means 
unconditional love. But the true meaning, if you go into the etymology of it, it actually means loving the unlovable. Oh, that's nice. And isn't that what unconditional love is? Yeah. You know, we we all need, if I didn't have that person in my face plant moment, I don't think I'd be here, Kez, to be really honest with you, because your mind just can take you into places and where the mind goes, the man follows. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and don't get me don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, you know, that the, any particular person is broken, therefore they can't be in my space. No, no, no. I, I take I take plenty of people broken people into my yeah, space. I know. And I'm not bloody unbroken. I can <laughs> Well, I'm broke. You know, we're all bloody broken, but no, I, and I agree with you and I, I always say they can be with their tribe and that's yeah. perfectly fine and i'm not i'm not judging who they are do you, no, they no. just but but the, but their frequency in my tribe doesn't isn't doesn't work and yeah. i often and I, often sorry i'm just going to like i think i'm talking to that person because you know there are those people listening that are like you know what i've done that i've cut off every bloody person because i'm so broken and whatever and now no one is going to want me in their tribe and I, and i felt like that person before too kids to yeah, be honest yeah and it doesn't help when you have people say, um, you know, from my, from my perspective of it, at that point in my life, I had a lot of people that were quick to be, you do you over there and I'm going to do me over here and good luck in life. And as I said, I was fortunate because I really felt like I'd been led down here subconsciously <laughs> and I had my family who were like, bang, straight onto it. But there are people that don't and that brokenness leads to more brokenness and more brokenness and more brokenness. But imagine interceding into that brokenness and for the person that's listening that feels like they are that broken person that is unlovable and never going to be loved, I want you to know that there is someone on the other end, someone, there is someone in your world, even if it needs to be someone that you pay for, a therapist, um, a new friend, an intentional person that you're putting in your life, there is someone that will do this journey with you and allow you the love that you need in order to love yourself and in order to heal and to grow into the person that you're supposed to be. Absolutely. That's a painful a painful part of that yucky and messiness. And, and I want someone to hear this today. I really want someone to hear this today and be released. Mm. Well, I love that very much. And, you know, you're making me feel bad for saying that. No, no. I mean, I, no, no. I do the same. And it's not a bad thing. I do the same. You have to. It's wisdom. It is wisdom. But I just, I just want that person to know, like, where you are not someone's person of peace, you are someone's person of peace. That's that's right. And don't get me wrong, I'm not discarding people, and I'm not saying, no, you do you, fuck off. No, no I, I, I don't but say. That. I've never actually heard you ever do that to anyone. I think you're the first person that's accepting of every person. <laughs> <laughs> I did, and, and I would help anybody. I would absolutely help anybody. I know you do. You know, I've seen you but, do it. But but I just you know it's kind of like can I come around and be your best friend? No, look, no, no, you know, no, like, no. I, I can't fall down. Do you, you know, no. like you, we have to have a protection to ourselves. Anyway, we get where I, I I don't want to. I'm going to make myself look. <laughs> no, you're not. Oh my gosh, Kez, you're actually the best <laughs> I've ever met in my entire life, and I do not way in any way want to make you feel bad. You 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 know, you know what I really think. Truthfully, I think you want to put boundaries in place 
to be able to protect yourself from every person. I think you said it because you really want to, but I actually don't think you do. You still love everybody. <laughs> Probably well, should. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I can say things about, I can say, oh, God, that person shits me. And then I, and within two minutes I, I feel bad for saying it. And, and then I start thinking, oh, my God, there's somebody's, somebody's sister, somebody's, you know, oh, someone really loves them. And then, oh, I should too. And, <laughs> You've got the most beautiful, inclusive heart I've ever I've ever met. I actually truthfully mean that. You are up there in my top five people of unconditional love. And I see that in the way you live your life with integrity every day, no matter where you are. Oh well uh, thank you. Uh, that's uh, thank you. I just love that so love much. You. <laughs> Hey, I love you too. I, I don't need for you to say that. You know, I just, I, and I don't, I didn't pay her. By the way, there's not a hundred bucks going through the screen, but um, I, 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 don't, I don't live my life to get that praise. And I, I'm, but I, I, I truly, deeply value and appreciate you saying that. Yeah, you're a great person. You're such a good oh. person. Being presence in the world. My first public speak was actually about you. So <laughs> you know how much oh. I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you just probably scare people off. <laughs> I'm um, I want to. I don't want to. I don't want to finish this without asking you about your current project, which is your. Um, now I don't, I don't want to say it wrong either. I don't like offending people. Is it the Nya? Do you say it Nya Ong? Is that how you say it? Nya Ong? Oh no! So uh, actually, so um, I'm working on a TV series at the moment called Carnong's Wild Food. Oh, Carnong. But, but the thing is, though, um, I'm not sure down in um. Because Khan is Vietnamese, so maybe in um, his culture, you know how sometimes things are said differently, and I've never actually asked him. But um, that is a project that I'm working on at the moment. It's just it's almost finished in post production, and the editing team is doing a fabulous job putting that all together now. It's on SBS Food, um, eight thirty on Sunday nights, and it's a beautiful production company that I get to work for, and I've really enjoyed working within that team. Again, just like minded creatives, people that I feel are. Working with integrity. Here we go. We've got the family coming in. But um, well, you really are going to meet the whole family. Possibly. Or maybe not. Hi, honey. Why don't you care? <laughs> <laughs> but actually the project that I'm working on at the moment is um, loving at the moment. This is my husband, George. You're on Hi, George. All of Australia can see you. <laughs> well, if you guys are listening to this just on Apple, you'll have to. Ah, oh, now we got the puppy dog. You'll have to. You have to check out the uh, video clip and. Um, <laughs> when the whole family photo bombs your your. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing that I'm like loving at the moment is actually reconnecting with the dancing stuff that I'm doing. I'm really enjoying getting in studios and helping other people to understand that there's life beyond the office. Yeah. There's life beyond the pressure of every day. There's life beyond, you know, the home pressures that are out there as well. And it's just, it's so important to just put that message out there of understanding who you are. Yeah. I And I love your videos. And if, if you're wondering what um, Bessie K is talking about, go to her Instagram and have a look because, and I was lucky enough to, well, I don't know, like I couldn't bloody walk the next day, but I was <laughs> lucky enough to participate in, um, Bessie K invited me to come and dance in a studio and, you know, we did uh what was it? Freedom. You know, we do it. And I fell over and I I crashed into things. And and I god knows, I don't know how Bessie K actually put the video together because I, I reckon I face planted that many times. 
and had two left feet, but it was so fabulous. It I was love, so much fun. I just, I love it. I love sharing dance with people because it makes people go and get out of their comfort zone straight away and you get to the juicy parts of who they are. You don't need a second to get out of your comfort zone. You're already out of your comfort zone. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun to do this and it's so fun to get people experiencing new things. Then we talk about, I love dancing to uplifting music. It's all about the music for me, like finding tracks that are soul-filling and yeah. life-breathing and being able to move your body to that positivity. Yeah. And then, you know, whatever the words are saying, we talk about that. And I just, I, it's part of that community tick that I need in my life and I've really enjoyed doing it. So I do that, in, you know, right in that balance of also working because, you know, so I need it. I actually need it as part of who I am. And, and again, just not putting life in boxes. So sometimes I feel a little bit naff, to be honest, because the film industry is so, um, you know, there's so many professional people in that industry and it's so great. And there's, it's a, again, it's got, you know, that aspiration attached to it in certain ways. And then sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm being so vulnerable here. And I'm posting this video here about, you know, I just love you. And I, you know, we just have that self-love and I feel it often, but that's part of my process too about just getting over it. Like I know I need to do this. I find full contentment and joy in it because I see other people get released and yeah. Yeah. So I do it side by side, not saying, oh, I'm a TV producer or a TV presenter or this is what I do, I public speak. I'm just being me in the world and yeah. I am really enjoying this at the moment and, and I'm so grateful that my work understand that too. They kind of like accept me for who I am, which is Brilliant. <laughs> well, that's exactly where we all work to be, isn't it? You know, to be accepted for who we are. Well, I love the video. I love the dance videos. I'm so appreciative that I got to have a crack at it. And I, I, truly, I couldn't walk the next day because I landed on my butt that many times. <laughs> but I so freaking enjoyed it. And, and getting any comfort zone, like, honestly, guys, if you... Uh, you're not all going to get a chance to dance with Bessie, but um, oh, you know, please do though. I well, if you want to, yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. I, I encourage people to, especially if there's someone struggling. Actually, um, I I really believe that community and just like doing something new, a circuit breaker for whatever reason, for many many reasons, people leave the class and they're so wrapped. So yeah. if you are someone that wants to try something new, that wants community, um, that feels inadequate or feels like they're not enough or whatever I I challenge you <laughs> can't message me I'm, I'm Bessie K on Instagram Bessie B-S-S-I-E-K-A-Y um these little organic classes that I've been doing I very unofficially call them abundance knowing that the word dance is very much in that word abundance and I the premise of it is basically we dance but we feel we get filled to overflow within the class and that's that abundant feeling. And when you get to that space where you know who you are and you're feeling comfortable and you're feeling that joy level and it's vibrating and pinging up here, you go home and you ripple that out into your family or into the person that you meet on the street or the guy at the petrol station or whatever. You know, so, so please make <laughs> Yeah, so please message her. That is awesome. So, oh, that, okay. So, guys, I have to pull my pull my words back. You're never going to get no. a chance to go. <laughs> yes, you are going to get a chance as I go for it and and absolutely enjoy it because it's it's um not only are you doing it in the presence of Bessica, who is one of the most beautiful hearted people. Let me return that compliment because you are just so beautiful to be around, so warm and inviting and unconditional. I don't, you know, you you absolutely are. You just embrace and it's so nice to be in your presence. And if anyone gets the opportunity to, to 
have that even even a half hour moment with you just to just just to feel that even if they nothing else you know i think they should do it if they get the opportunity because you're just a really really beautiful person that and with pure intent you know and when i said before we all we all screw up you know we all have bad days but you wake up every day with this pure intent to make people feel good make people feel loved to make the world a better place and we need more you know i just think it's um there's too few of those foot soldiers out there doing that so beautiful some days better than others like you know it you know you know what i I appreciate that you say that and um, and I just love being in your presence and getting to have you in my tribe. Like we really are a vital member of that, even just through the stuff that you put on social media and the fact that I know that if I needed to, I could call you. I actually need to call you. I want to talk to you about podcasts. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> oh, we have to have a phone call and we've got to do lunch or dinner. Lunch. And, um, a few, do another few dance weeks. class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to squeeze all that in the next two weeks, but we'll, let's do our best. <laughs> but, but um, yes, and I, I feel the same about you being in my tribe, and I think this is where, you know, it, it's whenever you start to feel like your vibrations are slowing, it, it's about putting your head back up and thinking, who's who's around me, Who who's because you don't have to be living in each other's pockets. And I think this is what people think friendship is, you know, that we have to be going out every Friday night for drinks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I don't believe that that's not my kind of friendship. My kind of friendship is just knowing there are people and it's kind of like an unspoken agreement that yeah. I've got your back, you've got my back, and if yeah. if, if you need it, you're there, Do you, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's to me to me and i know we've all got different opinions or different I, i'm uh, right with you yeah you know interpretations of or perceptions about what what friendship is but yeah. i you know a friend is someone who's there yeah not it's not about it's about when you really need someone and, and when you're a, a when you're really down and when you look like shit that person still says oh yeah. you're so beautiful <laughs> Unconditional. <laughs> agape. agape. <laughs> uh, I know. I love that. Let's say it the Greek way. Agape. Agape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, look, thank you so much for coming oh, on. Thank you. So many deep. I mean, it's so what you've shared. Yes, some gold nuggets, but even deeper. Um, a vulnerability. Didn't you know? And and I think that. Too often there's so many people out there who just um, uh, feel like they're being forced to be someone they're not, feel like they they can't be vulnerably themselves because someone's going to stomp on them. And I absolutely get that. But we need more people doing what you're doing and showing that vulnerability so that um, other people feel safe enough to do it themselves. And Yeah, that helps also. Having people like that out there that I could see doing that really helped me. So I understand that need in the world and and you do the same thing too actually you encourage me so much especially um even in the last 12 months like you know starting to read your book I'm going to really admit I didn't finish it but I never finished any book (laughs) and I have every don't worry finish it and then I'm like ADD over there (laughs) but I it was I was reading these words and I was like what am I waiting for what am I waiting for and what am I doing it for and why, like, what is the real reason here? And, like, so having that even just 12 months ago, another reinforcement, another anchor 
and that's, you know, it's, it's keeping me on my journey. So thank you. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. And this is why we should just do, put stuff out. We don't have to measure. I don't write, I don't never written a book to bloody sell lots and I don't do the podcast to, I don't ever look at my downloads. I just don't ever do it. You know, I don't look at, I don't measure. I don't any, I don't even know how many followers I've got on Instagram. I've no, no freaking clue. And I don't, <laughs> and I don't care. No, but because I think you just keep putting stuff out there and it's, it's going to land. Someone yes. that's going to land on the right is at the right time. And that's I'm it. so glad. I'm so glad when I hear stories like this, I just think it just makes me feel warm, you know. that, that You know why you're doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. You're a special person. Just love you so much. I love what you do. I love listening to you. <laughs> uh, well, ditto back to you. But but thank you. I think you've. I think what you've shared today is absolutely going to going to help at least one person, except I don't think it'll be just one yeah. person. I think <laughs> yeah, I think that we should. Everything we do should just, if we can, if we can impact one person, then we've done our job. Do you, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. Audience of one. My girlfriend says that all the time. She's like, it's not actually about. She's like, it's not. It's not about that. It's about this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly right. My drummer taught me that many years ago. Just to see that lady at the back, that's who you're doing it for. Oh, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, and I've never forgotten that. That was probably 20 years ago and it's just, it's, I look around a room, it doesn't matter what I'm doing, and I think if if one person leaves here today and they're going to make the tiniest shift to make themselves happier or to impact something better, then I've done my job. It, I've done my job. So I know you're the same and it is so, so important to think like that anyway we can keep talking for hours i can't because i've got to edit this and i don't want to edit a three-hour podcast (laughs) anyway but thank you and thank you so very much i've just absolutely loved it and so much love back to you so much thank you kids love you heaps give nikki a big cuddle and a kiss for me as well and then i hope to see you guys really soon i will thank you Oh, guys, I absolutely love that. There were so many things that Bessie said in there that, you know, came from a really vulnerable place. And and I think that she's so right that we can, particularly in that that industry, but just in any any part of our life, we, we put on this fake, I aspire to this, therefore I have to be this certain person. I have to behave in a certain way. I have to show up in a certain way and, it's exhausting. If we can figure out what our values are, and that is what truly matters to us, you know, that things that are non-negotiables, things that we just won't compromise on, and not not because we're being, a, you know, an arsehole or anything, it's because that, that just matters to us. It, it's, it's, it resonates with the core of who we are. And if we can really know those values and really show up in that space and be authentic to those values it automatically draws the right people to us and it it's like a flow we don't have to exhaust ourselves constantly so i really love that she was talking about that i, I hope that the things that bessie has said really i don't know if there's anybody out there feeling like yeah i always have to put a mask on i always have to feel like i've got to fake it i i, I feel like i've got to show up as you know, you know, a fake person or whatever, or a different person, or so that I get approval, or so that I mean, there's a thousand reasons why we might do that. I, I hope that 
listening to Bessie K talk about it has made you feel, you know what, screw that. I, I, I can show up as myself and I'm not broken. And I think this is, you know, a, a real problem is that we think if we're not showing up in a certain way for certain people that we're not good enough. And that's a, that's an absolute crock of shit. You know, if we show up as ourselves, then we are good enough. And and we, we need to start really getting that and, and applying that and just being that and show up as yourself and just see what happens. You know, it, it, you are good enough. And by the way, Bessie Kay also said if you want to have a dance with her to make sure you message her. So um, Bessie Kay on Instagram is the best way. And I'll put that in the show notes. And please do because, and let me know, because if you go dancing with her, send me a message because I want to see that video of you dancing with her. Absolutely love it. Hope you've loved today. I've loved today. And as always, thank you so much for joining me. And I'll see you again next week. See ya. Thanks for joining me. As always, I hope this episode inspired you. If you know somebody who's taken courageous action to create something that's making a difference for other people, let me know about it. Go to my website, karenvaughan.com, tinker around there, have a bit of a look and send me a message. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, you're worth it. Your unique talents and gifts need to be out in this world. And I'm so passionate about inspiring you to achieve that. So you've listened to this episode. Just say yes, make the decision and put one foot in front of the other. See you next week.